an original presentation from America's premier audio theater group, Seeing Ear Theater. Jack. Do I know you? You bet you know me. And for another hundred bucks, you can know me all over again. We've met? When? Where? Last night. You got a poor memory, Jack. The cat's pajamas, corner of Broadway and 39th. Yeah, poor memory, but a formidable organ. You game, Jack? You ready for another roll in the clover? Dear Diary. No, let me amend that. Dearest Diary. I hope we're about to become the closest of friends. Given what's been happening to me lately, the blackouts, the amnesia, I'm going to need all the friends I can get. So, dearest Diary, it's October 18th. This morning I awoke in a strange hotel, a pretty pricey suite, judging by the silk sheets. There was a hooker in the room. And she kept trying to talk me into a second pump in the bunk. A hundred bucks, that's all. Except I couldn't remember the first one. The brochure on the nightstand said, Mayfair Regent. I climbed out of bed and stared down at the galaxy of city lights. Manhattan, yes. Midtown, Central Park. I could even see my old neighborhood, Queens, across the river. What was I doing so far from Soho? Oh, Jack... Jack, it's obvious where you got that name. You could lift a Winnebago with that Jack of yours. Um, I'm Gunter Black. You told me Jack Silver. Gunter Black. Oh, the customer is always right. How did I get here? Taxi cab, how else? Were we strangers before... The cat's pajamas, right? Was that our first encounter? I can't say for sure. You meet a lot of people in my line of work. Do I know your name? You sure as hell knew it when you screamed it out at the height of passion. <laughs> it's Kimberly. I'm Gunter Black, and Gunter Black would never go to a hotel room with a person of your profession. No offense, Kimberly. None taken, Jack. I got no self-respect to lose. Mind if I smoke? I'm leaving now. Oh, so soon? Here's 20 bucks. Send out for some breakfast. Don't worry, I'll pay for the room. You already did, Jack. Gunter. Have it your way. October 19th. Tonight I had another dream about my sister. I'm five. Brittany's ten. We're playing together in Casino Park, defending our snow fort. Snowballs come whizzing at us from all directions, smashing into the ramparts. They're firing! They're catapults! An ice ball sails over the battlements, ah! hits Brittany in the neck. It cuts through her flesh, vertebra, spinal cord. Brittany! Brittany! My sister's severed head hits the ground, staining the snow bright red. October 20th. After three cups of coffee, I finally got started on my new horror novel, 
Lucifer Unchained. The plot revolves around an antique clock with the power to unbind Satan from hell and set him loose in the world, and so on and so on and so forth. And I'm that rare horror fan who'd rather edit this sort of trash than write it, but so far no publishing house has kept me for more than a month. I abuse budding authors, you see. I send them cruel and insulting rejection letters. You have about as much chance of becoming a professional writer as the Dalai Lama does of becoming a sumo wrestler. Except I don't write cruel remarks, not that I can remember. Fugue states. That's what Dr. Prendergast calls my spells of amnesia. Fugue states. My apartment overflows with clothes I didn't buy, parking tickets I didn't earn, and yogurt of unknown origin. Magazines to which I've never subscribed arrive every day, bearing the names of total strangers. Jeremy Green takes Mother Jones. Thomas Orange gets the National Review. Ernest Blue reads Guns and Ammo. Once a week, the United Parcel Man delivers a new piece of hunting gear. Camouflage Incorporated. Contents... Jungle pattern combat fatigues. Hey there, wait, wait a minute. Well, what's the matter? I, I didn't order this thing. My name's Gunter Black. Well, I know you didn't order it, Mr. Black. Uh, the label says Ernest Blue. Well, that's precisely my point. Uh, do you live at 26 Houston Street, apartment 4R? I live there, yes, but Ernest Blue doesn't. You uh, sure about that? Wait, no, take it back. Am I sure about that? In point of fact, dearest diary, I'm not. And then there's the damn cat. A strange calico pacing around the apartment with my address dangling from her collar. According to the tag, her owner is Amos Indigo. I am Gunther Black. This Friday, Dr. Prendergast will give me his preliminary diagnosis. My own preliminary diagnosis is that I'm out of my skull and moving farther from its vicinity every day. October 21st. Another Brittany nightmare. It's getting so I'm afraid to fall asleep. I'm five years old again. Brittany's ten. We're at the Tate Farm picking out a Halloween pumpkin. Here's a good one. Nah, too small. Hey, this one's big enough. I'm going to carve it right now. I'm going to give it a really scary face. So she cuts off the top, and a million stinging insects rush out. Get off me! No, 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 Hornets, wasps, bees, jabbing their needles into her skin. She falls to the ground, her body polluted with venom. The last time it was an ice ball, before that a sea urchin, before that a medieval mace. Why is my sister always killed by a sphere? October 22nd. This has been the strangest day of my life, my lives, I should say, if I understand my illness. Dr. Prendergast and I were about to start our session. Coffee, Gunther. Cream and sugar. Coming right up. When suddenly, my head felt like it was about to explode. Any 
anybody see that novel come through working on it? I've seen it. The idiot's written another piece of right-wing fascist sexist crap. A lot of women want to be great. Ernest, shut up, Candace. You know what comes from the saps of our game not to bring peace, but a soul. You're all a friend. Go ahead. I'm trying to save Gunter's soul. You're all afraid of life. Gunter. Gunter, is that you? Of course it's me. I'm with Gunter now, correct? Who else could it be? Listen, Gunter. What I'm about to tell you will sound bizarre. It's hopeless, Dr. Prendergast. I'm insane. No, not hopeless, no. Rare, certainly. No more than 200 cases ever reported. But you're certainly not insane. I believe you suffer from a severe but treatable psychoneurosis called dissociation. A split personality. Split per... You mean like Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde? Exactly. Stevenson got one thing wrong, though. Dr. Jekyll knew about Hyde's comings and goings, whereas in actual split personality cases, the parasites keep themselves hidden. In the last few weeks, I've met Jeremy Green, Thomas Orange, Ernest Blue, and Jack Silver. Introduced them to each other, discussed your illness with them. They will always keep their distance from you. You will know them only through the hints they leave around the edges of your life. Like their magazine subscriptions, you mean? All that mysterious food in my refrigerator. Indeed. This is hard to absorb. Split, you said? I sound shattered. Multiple, we call it. You're a multiple. I have met the enemy, and he is me? <laughs> That's one way to put it. I'd rather be insane. I'll give you some articles to read. The famous cases. Ansel Bourne, Billy Milligan. They did Sybil Dorset's life on TV in the 70s. Joanne Woodward got an Oscar for The Three Faces of Eve. Both stories had happy endings, Gunther. The patients were cured. My others, what are they like? From what he's told me, Jeremy Green is a left-wing intellectual who edits horror novels for a lark. Thomas Orange is a fundamentalist Christian with conservative leanings. Ernest Blue fancies himself a big game hunter and soldier of fortune. Jack Silver... <laughs> Ever wake up with an inexplicable hangover? Often. Jack did it to you. Hedonist. Now, our goal will be to integrate your separate selves into a single mind, someone who has command of his predecessor's memories. To do that, we must probe your subconscious and locate the root of your dissociation. How? Hypnotism? A blunt, inelegant tool. I understand why Freud abandoned it. Dream interpretation will get us much further. These nightmares about your sister, they always end with her dying violently, correct? I, I don't want to... I'm I sorry. It's necessary. And your sister is, in fact, dead, a homicide victim, stabbed by a street gang in Casino Park. Please, not again. I, I... A multiple typically suffers from repressed hostility toward a family member, usually a parent, but sometimes... Uh, a sibling. I loved my sister. I don't doubt it. I loved her. Of course. But only after draining the swamp of your inner life will we have enough solid ground on which to build the new you, the healed, controlling, omniscient ego. The new me? And what about the old me? It will disappear. Sounds like murder. No, Gunther. Birth. Birth. <laughs> 
October 26th. I couldn't sleep last night. I got up at dawn and by noon I'd finished chapter three of Lucifer Unchained. I started chapter four. The first time Arnold Foster met the devil, they were availing themselves of adjacent urinals in the Port Authority bus terminal. Pretty good, I thought. And I rested my head on the table. And I slept. My sister and I are playing in a public swimming pool. Turquoise water, the smell of chlorine. Throw me the ball, Brittany! Good catch! Now throw it back! Catch, Brittany! I throw the beach ball, and suddenly, it becomes a hand grenade, and... No! 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 I woke up. The opening of Chapter 4 hovered before me on the computer screen. The first time Arnold Foster met the devil, they were availing themselves of adjacent urinals in the Port Authority bus terminal. Somebody had added to it. The screen said, You will never get rid of us, Gunter. You will never get rid of us, Gunter. You're outnumbered. We're here to stay. Give, Give, up. Up. Give, Give up. up. Give up. Give up. Give up. October 29th. My regular weekly session with Dr. Prendergorst. He told me he wants to try evaluating my other selves. I'll be giving them the famous Rorschach test and maybe the Atwill personality profile. Let me speak with Ernest Blue, please. That's all it takes? Let me speak with Ernest Blue? Let me speak with Ernest Blue. Let me speak with Ernest Blue. Let me speak with... I heard you, Doc. You don't got to be so repetitious. Ernest, if we all work together, I think we can help Gunther. Why would I want to help a liberal commie hack writer? Here, I'll give you to the tree hugger. You mean Jeremy Green? Yep, here it comes right now. Jeremy Green at your service, Dr. Prendergast. Hello, Jeremy. I want to speak to Ernest. Hey, look, it's Thomas Orange. Get ready for a heavy dose of Deuteronomy. You can scoff all you want to, Jeremy, but you'll be sorry come judgment day. I'm telling you, Thomas, there's more anti-Semitism in the New Testament than in Mein Kampf. Well... If it isn't a Jew boy, I can't decide who's more paranoid than Bernard. Jew or Gunther? Not only is Gunther paranoid, he has the worst taste on the planet. Oh, hell, the faggots arrived. I'm going south. You're right, Leon. Gunther's a Philistine. I think we should redecorate his apartment. Let's hang up my poster for Plan 9 from outer space. You think UFOs are a joke, Leon? But 50 years ago, an alien spaceship crashed in New Mexico. I, I read about that. They were all niggas. Alien niggas. And, and, and they fought a battle. Gunther? 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 Am I talking to Gunther now? Of course you are. This is Gunther, correct? I'm Gunther. I'm Gunther. Oh, good. You sound pretty upset, Doc. Don't tell me. I flunked the Rorschach test. I never administered it. None of yourselves remained stable long enough. Other characters kept emerging, personalities I'd never met before. How many others? Let me check my notes. Well, there's Amos Indigo, a real bohemian, I'd say, currently writing a short story about a telepathic calico cat. Leon Mauve, a gay man with a passion for cult movies. That explains the ticket stubs. Alexander Yellow, a blatant racist, I'm sorry to report. Bernie Gold, however, plans to publish an expose of anti-Semitism in America. So including me, we've got nine, right? 
I have nine heads, like the Hydra. Nine, Dr. Prendergorst? Is that it? Nine? You're not finished, are you? It's surely the most Baroque case on record. Sybil Dorset reportedly had 17 personalities altogether, and you've got uh, William Brown, Roger Vermillion, Jason Gray, Peter Pink, Eileen Amber, Judith Fuchsia. I'll be candid, Gunther. A total of 53 separate selves appear today, and there may be more. 53? Jeez. Eileen, you said. Judith? I have women inside of me? If you believe Carl Jung, every man has women inside of him. Chapter 4 The first time Arnold Foster met the devil, they were availing themselves of adjacent urinals in the Port Authority bus terminal. An odor reminiscent of failed high school chemistry experiments filled his nostrils. An odor reminiscent of failed high school chemistry experiments? No, that's awful, Gunther. Simply awful. <sighs> An odor reminiscent of... Easter eggs kept until Christmas filled his nostrils. Ah, damn it, Gunther. You used to be such a good writer. We're so lucky, Gunther. I'm scared, Brittany. This balloon ride cost me six months' allowance, but it's worth it. Hold my hand, Brittany. What an amazing view. Hey, there's Long Island Sound. I'm afraid to look down. We're coming to the coast of Connecticut. That must be... What are those birds doing? Oh, gosh. They're poking at the balloon. Go away, birds. Go away. They ripped it. We're falling. We're going to crash. I walked away without a scratch. But Brittany died. Killed by a spherical object, as in all the other nightmares. Whereas, in reality, a street gang... I know, I know, a street gang, I know. I'm sorry, Gunther. We have to face this. Let's talk some more about my dreams. No. The bastard stabbed her to death. She was 13, right? 13? 13, yes. And you were nine? Eight. Your family lived in Queens, a Corona Avenue apartment. Yes, yes, a Corona Avenue apartment near 108th. I hate this. I know. It was a hot summer night. I hate it. It was a hot summer night. A hot summer night. Sticky air. Crickets. Mom sent Brittany and me out for bread and milk. A pretty safe neighborhood. Street lamps. Lots of cops. It should have been okay. Brittany wanted to hike home through... Through the woods. The woods and Casino Park. It's very dark, isn't it? Black as ink. No more. You're scared? Brittany, I'm scared. It's so dark here. What if we meet a mean dog? Hey, that's a good game. Let's pretend there's a mean dog chasing us. Come on, our building's right over there. Let's run for it. Wait, Brittany, wait for me! Last at home takes us garbage! Brittany, wait! She got Brittany. far ahead of me. Disappeared. The darkness. The darkness. Darkness swallowed her up. The darkness swallowed her. Brittany! Brittany! I found my way home, but Brittany wasn't there. My father was furious. Answer me, boy. Where is she? Ow! 
answer me. Where is she, damn it? Where is she? I told her not to go into the park. I told her a hundred times. Dad called the police and then everybody went to Casino Park and they found Brittany about an hour later. I didn't see the body that night. Only at the funeral. By then they'd fixed her up with cosmetics. Oh, Gunther, what a terrible thing. And that's the whole story? The whole story. The police, they questioned all the local gangs, right? Mm-hmm. The Bayside Demons, the Corona Avenue Werewolves. Nothing came of it. Zero. They never found a knife. A knife is such an easy thing to hide. Gunther, I have reached a conclusion. Your treatment cannot proceed until we know exactly how many personalities inhabit you. It could be nearly a hundred, couldn't it? Nearly a hundred, yes. Dawn-to-dusk sessions aren't normally useful in psychoanalysis, but in your case... All day? I could never afford that. I have a sliding scale, like a parking garage. Dawn-to-dusk? It's the only way. 